Hey ladies, fellas, and friends, you are listening to another episode of Three Dope Wives with LaKendra Adesui, Adelise Jones, and Lamisha Dixon. With over 30 years of collective experience, we are here to give you an inside look at what marriage is really all about. Honey, we are airing out all the dirty laundry, spilling all the tea, and telling all the business. Are you looking for something really real? Then, honey, pull up a chair and grab your favorite cup of something hot as we dish on all things marriage. Welcome, ladies, yet to another episode of Three Dope Wives, another podcast that opens the door to the real married life from the perspective of three amazingly dope wives. We've got rich topic, of course, like always. Uh, but before we get into that, it's just me and Tam this weekend. Hey. So how are you doing, Tam? I'm doing pretty good. Just trying to stay grinding. I'm like ready to retire. <laughs> just- Girl? <laughs> I'm just like, I was looking at my retirement the other day, like, how long? Right. When can I retire? You sound like my mama. My mama, I think, got like two or three years left for retirement, and she like dying to retire. Like, good for her. So, my husband and I are trying to work on this plan to to get early retirement. Okay feels like it's not coming fast enough see you're gonna have to educate me and probably a lot of our uh listeners I don't I'm so ignorant when it comes to like preparing myself for early retirement like how do you know you're ready for early retirement like what needs to be in place so what I'm trying to focus on is what is called the three percent or the four percent rule um once you have a certain amount of um principal investments okay you can generally live off the interest um if the interest is so let me go back and calculate this so say you want to have um a lifestyle of a hundred thousand dollars a year okay um which is a big number but um right you know so because hopefully you've paid all of your debt yes so hopefully you're you're living minimally but i'll just say a hundred thousand dollars because it's easy to calculate okay um so you need a hundred thousand dollars worth of interest to be coming off of your investments so you need that hundred thousand dollars to be like three to four percent of interest so that means that um you and i'm saying it's easy to calculate but now i can't (laughs) calculate it in my head um but let me see, a hundred thousand and divided by three percent. So you would need about three point three million dollars. Okay. Um. So if you have three point three million dollars, then you're going to generate a hundred a hundred thousand dollars annually, and you would never touch that three point three million, and you can okay. live off of the interest for the rest of your life. For the rest of your life. Okay. And then that 3.3 million would be um, just wealth that you pass down to the next generation. Okay. So we gonna have uh, to have a whole episode on just finances and how to get, get to that. Yeah. Um, Cause I mean, I'm sure we have people that are looking at early retirement. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not looking at that anytime soon, but um, I would love to uh, understand because I'm very ignorant when it comes to that. Yeah, I really so if you am. Dave Ramsey this thing and get everything paid off early, then you could probably live off of forty, fifty thousand dollars annually. Um, okay. And then, so you need like one point five million. Now, again, the key to to building this kind of wealth is starting early. Right. Um. So if you know the older you are, the harder it is to do this. Right. And right. The more you're gonna have to sacrifice. Okay. Well, we're we're not gonna go down the rabbit hole of finances because <laughs> we know that's your passion. Yes. Uh, 
but uh, ladies, last week we talked about growing pains. We talked about everything that um, the, the kind of the wave that our marriages kind of tend to go through, some things that can make our marriage stale. Uh, we talked about um, different signs to watch out for growing pains. And then we also talked about things that you, to do, that you could do to get out of that rut of growing pains. Um, but this week, we're going to kind of switch things a little bit like we always do. You know, we always switch things around. Um, and because it is just Tam and I, we are talking about our different testimonies. So as the weeks continue, you'll hear about um, my testimony, which is going to be today. And you'll hear a little bit about Tam's testimony as well as Misha. And then down the road, you'll get to hear from LaKendra herself. We definitely miss her still praying for her and giving her well wishes to her and the baby yes so yeah let's get into it okay so let's get into the real real yes um, starting <laughs> with Adelise how did you or excuse me where did you and your husband meet okay so me and my husband okay so I've said this plenty of times um my husband was in the NFL um we met in Vegas mm. It was my first time in Vegas. I have a girlfriend that was, at the time I was living in Florida, I was going to school um, at UCF and one of my girlfriends has a, um, a friend and that friend was my husband's teammate at the time. He was at, in Kansas City at the time. Um, a tragic event happened on their team. One of their teammates committed suicide in the parking lot. I remember lot. that. Yeah. Um, that was on my husband's birthday. Oh, wow. Um, they had a really bad season. Uh, mm -hmm. They were like losing that season and everything. And so um, my husband now and um, his teammate, they decided they, the teammate also has a very close birthday to my husband's. And so they were like, like, let's go somewhere. Let's get out. Yeah. And so they were like, let's, you know, invite our homegirls or whatever. And so the teammate invited my homegirl. And so my homegirl invited me. And she was like, hey, let's go to Vegas. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> um, I think I was like, maybe like 24, 23 or 24. Um, and this is my first time in Vegas and I had no idea what to expect. And so she's telling me, let's go to Vegas. She's like, we don't have, like, we don't need money. Like it's okay. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like that's not happening. So I call my mama. I was like working like a dead end job. Cause I was a full-time student Call my mama. And I'm like, Hey, um, this is what I'm doing. I need you to transfer me some money just in case. Like I need you know, security. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I don't know. Like I'm going into the situation completely blind. Right. Um, fast forward, get to Vegas. We have a really good time. Very both both part Edgar and his teammate, very respectful. We just had fun. And so that's how I originally met him was Vegas. Um, I had we had no intention on a relationship being built um mm -hmm. at all. It was just having a good time and then um it was literally for 12 hours that we were in Vegas. Uh, we went on a Monday and got back on a Tuesday. Oh, nice. It was literally an overnight trip. <laughs> I was um, like, but y'all got classes and stuff, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, absolutely. Yes. And we had a great time in 24 sure. hours. It was a great time. And <laughs> literally, like, leaving the airport, I was like, okay, like, it was a pleasure meeting you. You know, like, it was a good time. Like, let's keep in touch. And so that's kind of how the how we, how it started. That's how we met. So did y'all right after that start dating or did no, you? No, no, not at all. So, um, I mean, I was doing my thing. I was in college. I was doing my mm -hmm. thing. I was going out all the time. I was probably talking to another 
another dude. Like I was doing my thing. Right. And, um, like we would communicate here and there, um, like once every six months, like, Hey, how are you just checking in, seeing how things are going? How's the season going? Um, and it was like very like random casual conversation. And then that Mm -hmm. casual conversation kind of happened more frequently as the time went by. Um, so we met in December by June of that next year, we were like seeing each other probably every other week. Okay. Um, and then that kind of started becoming every week and then that started becoming, okay, I'm going to stay here for a couple weeks. And so it just kind of increased. Um, but yeah, that's how it started. How long until y'all got married? Okay. So we were dating, we met in 2012, um, and we got married in 2016 because we're going to be five years this year. Okay. And did you have like a moment when you knew that he was the one? Oh girl, no, because (laughs) (laughs) I wish I did. Um, no. So I saw the, I saw, I saw his heart. Mm -hmm. So I knew that I wanted a long-term relationship with him. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I felt like I saw the potential of a husband in him. Um, and I tell you the thing that I saw the most was his, um, his heart for like giving Mm. and heart for, um, like his loyalty. And when he gave, when he gave himself, it was giving himself, like Mm -hmm. he gave all of it. And whether that was a relationship or whether that was a friendship or uh, a career, like everything he did, he was all in, it was always go hard, go home. Um, so it was never like a half-assed type thing. Mm -hmm. And so that's a quality that I saw that I was like, okay, this is cool. Um, and then his love for his daughter, I saw that, um, I never met her, but I always, you know, he always shared stories with me. Um, and then I was like, okay, he's a family man. And so I saw little qualities here and there that kind of made me say, okay, this, this might, this might be the one. I mean, and then granted I was like, he was willing to fly me out to see him all the time. So I was like, okay, so this dude must be serious because he's investing. Like he invested a lot. Right. So that kind of also was like, "Mm, check mark. (laughs) So how were you on your journey? Like I, I, I hear kind of three schools of thought. One, um, I, you know, I want to get married. I'm looking for a husband mm-hmm. Two, I don't want nothing to do with marriage. And mm-hmm. I just landed here mm-hmm. or three. I'm just kind of rolling with the flow. Okay. So I was kind of in between two and three. Okay. So I knew I wanted to get married, but I always told myself I wanted to get married before I was 30. I never really had, um, I never said like, Oh, I want to get married by 25 or like, I didn't have that much of a strict timeline, but I did say I wanted to get married before I was 30. At this time, I'm like 23, 24. So I still have years ahead of me. Right. Yeah. And so a part of me was, okay, I'm going to have, I'm going to go with the flow. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. You know, if things happen, it happens. And if we end up being an item or being together or being long-term or being whatever it is, I'm just going to go with it. But then also I was, as the time went on, I was feeling him. And so things were getting serious. I was investing time, you know, he was investing money flying me out, but I was also investing my time. Like I was, I was going to school online. And so I was still able to go to do class and do everything I needed to do, but being with him. Mm -hmm. And so I was taking away time from my family. I was taking time away from my girlfriends that I was kicking it with all, you know, so at the end of the day, it was still a mutual investment on both parts. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, so I would definitely say it was kind of in between you know, okay. kind of going with the flow and seeing how this was going to go. But 
I didn't know like, okay, so with the timeline of, all right, we need to take things to the next level. That didn't come on probably like year three of dating. Okay. Gotcha. So it wasn't like high pressure, but you still kind of had a vision of what you wanted. Absolutely. So, okay. So was there anything about him that made you kind of second guess? Maybe he not the one. Oh yeah. I mean, there's still times the where I'm like, I right. I mean, there's times where I'm like, I didn't sign up for this um, <laughs> now and we're married. <laughs> um, so our journey has been different. So, How so? during our dating period, um, he's an athlete. There were some things to be expected, mm. but I didn't think it was going to be me. So there was some infidelity. Mm -hmm. Um, which was a huge thing for me that I was like, okay, maybe this isn't the one, right? Mm -hmm. Not to mention. So when I first met him, he apparently had a girlfriend that I had, right. That I had no idea about. Okay. So the little times where I am checking in with him, like Mm -hmm. once a month saying, Hey, how was your, how's the season going? How are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. I've never knew he had a girlfriend. Yeah. I ended up finding out he had a girlfriend when I started flying in. So I'm help. He's at practice one day, and I'm helping him clean around the house, and I'm finding receipts from like um, what is that? Henry Bindle? Do you remember that what store? Was that? No. It's a it's a it's a store. I don't think they exist anymore, but it's a it's it's kind of like um kind of like a, a BB baby BB. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Similar yeah. to that. So I'm seeing these receipts, and I'm like, that's a girl. They don't sell men clothes, so I'm like, that's yeah. a girl's store, right? And so I'm finding like receipts for like uh, Forever 21, like different women's stores. So I'm like, okay, he does have a sister. So I didn't assume. Right. Um, But then his behavior started changing a little bit. When I would go to his, and this is by no means to air out my husband's business or anything like that. Like these are, this is part of growing. These are things that him and I have gone through. Um, We share these because there might be people that might be in similar situations, right? And so, and we were getting to know each other. We weren't even 100% serious yet, but anyways. um, And so his behavior started changing where like randomly he'd like get up and be like, okay, I got to go to 7-Eleven. I'd be like, oh. Okay. <laughs> this is random. Um, yeah. But when I found out he had a girlfriend was because we were in the car together and his phone rang and it said BB. And so I was like, okay, like, and why aren't you answering the phone? Like B-A-B-Y? No, B-A-B-B, just B-B. Oh, okay. Which is like baby, but just B-B, right? And mm-hmm. so I was, which I knew because I've, I've done that before. <laughs> okay game recognized so, right so I was like okay like you you ain't fooling me right and so right his like I could see his demeanor change when I was mm. like answer the phone like and I wasn't even like answer the phone like I was just like why are you not answering the phone like nothing mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so I could see his demeanor change so I, I automatically knew red flag red flag right. red flag right and so um he finally admitted he had a girlfriend I was like okay cool like do you so I backed off. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, whenever you get that situated, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if you in or you out or if you're trying to work it out or if you're trying to have best of both. We're like, I don't know what you're trying to do, but you figure your stuff out and I'm going to keep doing me over here. Mm-hmm. And so there was a period of time, probably about six months 
uh yeah about four four to six months that we didn't talk at all because I was like I'm not I'm not entertaining you you have something else going on and so that was one time that I was like "Mm, maybe this isn't gonna work yeah um that I second guessed it and then um there was times even after that situation ended with his girlfriend and him and I started becoming more serious um where some infidelity took place and I was like no this isn't the one either um and I know we talked about ultimatum situations I was that one that gave him an ultimatum situation as a girlfriend (laughs) as a as a girlfriend I was like you either you either in or you out but I I know what I want and this is not what I want so you either get with her you get lost right and and I was young so I was like look I'm I'm hot girl summer out here all day long. (laughs) I hear you. You know what I'm saying? So it is what it is. And so um, every time I gave him the ultimatum, like he did whatever he needed to do to show me that he was making the steps to change. Mm -hmm. And so um, I, you know, we would work it out. We would talk about it. We'd work it out. And, and we kind of just continued on and just kept our path and just kept moving forward and that's I mean we still even had moving forward we still even had times where I was like "Mm, is this is this what I want yeah you know what I mean I mean even just him being in the NFL and people knowing that and or people assuming because of his stature that Mm -hmm. he does something Mm -hmm. um that was even something like do I want this attention yeah. when we go out and or yeah. you know what I mean and so there was a lot of things but I think it's really important I mean just in your story like you said um to to let people know these things because I'm a firm believer you can always go back you just can't go back to the same right so if you see that somebody's actually changing and, and making uh, you know taking the steps that, that are necessary then yep. you know I'm all for it I, I've seen a lot of men though who just get mad and defensive Oh yeah. Even though they're wrong. Absolutely. And at that point, yeah, no, I can't go back to you because you ain't figured out that you were wrong. Right. Yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't, it's hard to be, you can't get defensive when I have all the proof in the pudding and I'm you just know? looking at you like, here you go. It's I'm laying it out for you. Right. So you can see that I'm not tripping. I'm not making things up. I'm not assuming I got yeah. all the proof in the pudding. So you really have no argument at this point. And so, and I, and I, it's, it sounds bad, but I did that very strategically. Um, I wasn't going to go to him with the situation mm-hmm. or with, unless I had all the, all the proof in the pudding, because then I didn't, I, I didn't want to give him room to be defensive. No. Yeah. Because that's what they do. <laughs> they right. will turn it around because they're mad. They got caught this. Right. Or why are you going through my stuff? Right. You don't really have <laughs> proof, you know? And right. so, yeah. Yeah. That was, so I, I made it. sure I had all of every, everything mm-hmm. lined up. So mm-hmm. you had no choice but to be like, okay, I got caught. Understand that you got caught. It is what it is. And man up. And what are we going to do? Yeah. What, what, how are we going to, are we going to, okay, we're going to, and, and, and I'm going to say this. It's, it was very hard to move forward. I'm sure. There's still things that he does now that are tricking. He still is that random person. I'll be like, I need to go to 7-Eleven to go get a Topa Chico. And I'll be looking at him <laughs> like, I'll be giving, and we're married and we're, and he has not stepped out of our marriage. And yes. I'm looking at him like, okay, go ahead and get that Topa well, Chico. FYI, my husband is the same way about quick trip. So Girl, just I'm like, seriously? Quick trip. Yeah. I'm like, what, really? <laughs> 
but it's triggering to me. And so it's been hard. There's times where it has been hard to get over some of those things. Yeah. Um, But I have to also check myself now as a wife and now, you know, all the growing pains that we've gone through, I also have to be like, okay, he's a different person. I can't keep holding that over his head. And that's what matters. Yeah. That's so it. 2016, how did he propose? Mm. Or I guess 2016 was when married. My hopeless romantic husband that I have. No, he's not. <laughs> so um, 2016. So I was in, I was doing a paper. Um, I was in grad school um, doing a paper and I always procrastinate. So I'm saving the paper for last minute. It was Mother's Day weekend. Apparently he had planned to propose. My mom was coming into town that weekend. And so mm-hmm. apparently he had, pro- he would plan to propose that Sunday for Mother's Day weekend. Aww. I didn't have any children at the time. Um, but that Friday came along. I'm doing a paper. It's probably like maybe nine at night. Mm-hmm. And we had just gotten some like new furniture um, delivered to the house. And so I'm unboxing things, trying to do this paper. I got boxes. Um, and so I'm telling him like, hey, can you throw these boxes away? Now, I had been telling him for like two, three days and the boxes were still there. And so at this point, my mama comes in town the next day and I'm trying to finish this paper and these boxes are here. Right. And it's yeah. raining outside. And so I'm like, yo, I've asked you to throw these boxes away. These boxes are still here. My mama come tomorrow. I'm trying to do a paper like I'm I just need these boxes to be out mm-hmm. of my sight. And so he's doing something. So I end up I start taking out the boxes. I take a break from my paper and I <laughs> t- start taking out the boxes. And I, at this point, I'm hot. Yeah, yeah. I, but I'm pissed at this point because I'm yeah. like, I done asked you, right? And so as we, t- he starts helping me, we taking out these boxes. And so as I'm taking out the last box, he on a knee. And I'm like, I don't got time <laughs> for this. I don't have time wow. for your games. I need to throw these boxes away. I need to finish this paper before midnight. I don't have time for your games. Cause he used to be like, Oh, what would you do if I did this? And he would like, you know, role play and stuff. And so I'm like, this just another time, like get up. I don't got time for this. He's like, I'm trying to propose. And I'm looking at him like, no, you're not. No, that's not all. That's not all at all. (laughs) I was like, no, you're not. I said, I don't have time for this. Let's go. And so he opens the ring box. Now this man gave me my engagement ring and my wedding ring, the band all in one. Well, did he know? No, girl. He ain't know. <laughs> Clearly he ain't know. So I'm looking at him and I'm like, are you serious? He was like, I'm so serious. He's like, I know I get on your last nerve every single day of your life. And I know I have put you through the ringer. Would Aww. you be my wife? And I was like, oh my God, like, screw that box. Like, <laughs> but I was- Get the paper. I and, I and the thing is, we laugh at it now because I'm like, you proposed to me when my emotions were- I was upset. I was annoyed yeah. with you. And so do I wish it probably would have been better and a little bit more romantic, like the movies and Instagram and all, of course I do, but it's him. Yeah. That's him. Yeah. Random you got both time. your rings at the same time. Girl, and I got both. I said, no, I think I just keep this one. I said, I think you keep that one for the wedding. He was like, okay. <laughs> so, but we did, um, when he proposed, uh, we went probably about two weeks later Mm-hmm. Um, and we asked, um, our pastor at our church, if he could marry us, that's um, how you do it. And so he was like, yeah, like, I'll, you know, I'll be glad to marry you guys. Like when, when's the wedding? And we were like, oh, next year, we'll probably do next year or the year after. And, um, he was like, 
well, like, what are you waiting for? We're, and we were, we were doing destinations. So mm-hmm. um, I was like, well, you know, I want to give people time to save money and blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. he was like, no, that's not what I'm talking about. He's like, what I'm talking about is the sacrament of marriage. Yeah. If you are ready and your spouse is ready. And he turned to Edgar and he said, are you ready to marry this woman? And Edgar was like, yeah. He was like, so what are we waiting for? Mm-hmm. And I'm just kind of looking at Edgar like, uh, I, and I looked at him. I said, are you sure you're ready? And he was like, I am ready. He's like, I told you the day that I propose is the day that all of my BS goes out the window. And I was like, are you sure? Like, I kept asking him, are you sure are you ready? And he was like, yeah, "Yeah, I am ready. And so we ended up getting married like four days later. Like our pastor was like, go get your marriage certificate, go to the courthouse, go get your marriage certificate, come here and I'm going to marry you. He said, nobody needs to know. Yeah. But if you're living, he's like, if you're living together, he said, what what you waiting for? Yeah. You don't have to put it out forever. I was like, okay. (laughs) We got married. It was just me and him and and one of our, um, our marriage accountability partner. And that was it. Okay. So you answered my next question. You got married in the pastor's office, but then you did a destination wedding later. Yep. So we got married in the pastor's office in 2016 in April Mm -hmm. 29th. And then, um, a year, it was like a year and a half later, we got married in Aspen. Um, that was our destination wedding. Oh, yep, wow. it was beautiful. It was it was yeah. crazy because it snowed the week before, mm-hmm. and um, I was nervous because I was like, "Oh my god, it's gonna be so cold!" Like I had like a strapless dress. My bridesmaids had strapless dresses, and I was like, "And it was August. We got married in August in Aspen, and so I was nervous." And then that week of it started warming up, and the day of my wedding, it was like seventy. Oh, it was wow. like clear blue skies. The the mountaintop still had a little bit of snow, but it was Aww. like melting. It was it was like the perfect day. I, I could had not favor. have. Oh my god, we had so much favor. It was great. So, which anniversary do you celebrate, or do you celebrate both? <sighs> we kind of do both. So we are celebrating our five years now in a couple mm-hmm. weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we'll just kind of do like a, a small like dinner for our um ceremonial wedding. Okay. So, but so, we, we do, I do celebrate what's on my marriage certificate, which is the 2016. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you guys like had this beautiful wedding in Aspen. Is there anything you'd have changed about it? Um, yes, yes. And no. <laughs> so, so when I planned the wedding, we knew we wanted to get married in Aspen. Mm-hmm. If anyone knows anything about Aspen, it is extremely expensive yeah. to get to Aspen and to stay in Aspen. Yeah. Um, the selfish side of me was like, I don't care. This mm-hmm. is where we want to get married. Whoever can make it, I'm giving you a year and a half to save. Mm-hmm. And this is, uh, again, this, looking back on it now, I wish I didn't have this mentality. So I was like, okay, if you make it, you make it type thing. Yeah. But there are some people that I wish had made it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if I did a wedding in the States or somewhere that was a little bit cheaper, people more more of those people that we wanted to be there would have been there um some some of his cousins that are really close that grew up with him um you know they weren't able to make it um and so that part i wish would have been a little bit different um but the wedding itself everything was beautiful that's cool i feel the opposite way i had a whole bunch of people my wedding didn't need to be there you <laughs> 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 <Anyway>. <laughs> 
You're like, uh, you could go, you could go, you could go. <laughs> I only invited all, you because my mama told me I didn't invite exactly. you. Look, I hear so. you. I hear you. My mama did the same thing. I don't know why parents do that. Like, it's like make, it's sure you, make sure you uh, invite your, your auntie yes. that you ain't speak to in, since you were born. Like, I don't think And since so-and-so been her? praying for you to get married for so long. Well, <laughs> like, seriously. That's her, and that's her business. Ain't nobody right. asked for her to pray for me. <laughs> right. I don't know why they do that, but <laughs> long story short, there are, there were some people that I do wish would have been able to make it and financially they just couldn't. So, so when did you hit hard times in your mm-hmm. marriage? <sighs> okay. So I feel like a lot of our high, hard times came leading up to the marriage. Mm. So like during probably mm-hmm. engagement. Um, so again, Edgar retired NFL. Um, he took a huge hit on his purpose, on Mm. his mental health Mm -hmm. that had a very huge impact on our overall marriage. Um, football took a lot out of him. Life after football was not easy for him. And that I was the punching bag because I'm Mm. closest. Mm -hmm. Um, so the waves of depression, waves of bipolar episodes of bipolar, um, waves of him going to rehab. Um, so our marriage was tested in a lot of different ways before we were even married. Um, and so I think that's kind of where hardships came because Mm -hmm. again, it's one of those things where I was like, I didn't sign up for this. (laughs) Yeah. I, I didn't. I don't, I don't want to be your punching bag. I don't want to be your therapist. I don't want to be the one that if you have a bad day out in the street, you coming home and, and it's, it's getting taken out on me, whether that be your tone, whether that be your attitude, whether that be you just in a, in a funk, like I'm, I'm reaping everything. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and at the same time, I'm going through school also in the mental health field. So I, a part of me, I was like, I want to, I want to be that person. I want to be able to support you. I want to be able to, um, to be there for you, but it was taking a toll on me as well. And so, um, it, and, you know, kind of, it took a, it took a toll on us together as well. So, um, I think that's when, uh, so that was probably about 2015 was our hardest year. That was right before we got married. Mm -hmm. And then as we were married, um, you know, the mental health doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. Um, he has his struggles uh, that he still deals with and that, you know, he's getting help for. And so I think that's our biggest um, curveball that gets thrown at us like every now and then randomly. Um, and it's still one of our hardest things that we deal with um, aside from other you know, things, which I'm sure you're going to end up asking me. About. <laughs> so, well, so when you have those moments where you want out or you're like, I don't want to be doing this. Um, what is it that keeps you? What motivates you to stay? Girl prayer. <laughs> That's all I can say. Yeah. I can, all I can say is prayer. Girl, when I tell you, and I'm going to, I told myself I was not going to cry. I was like, you are not going to cry during this episode. Oh. <laughs> um, but prayer is what got us through mm. and accountability. Like, you know, we have, um, girl, Misha and, uh, Stephen, we've, we've had conversations with them. Like they've helped us through things and 
we've had accountability partners, the, the same ones that were witnesses to our wedding. Um, they've come on our couch like you tripping you tripping. This is not what we signed up for. You know, this, you guys need to get over this. This is the devil. You know, you have, you have to come over this. And, and so we had a lot of people just put us in check. That's so, um, and, and it wasn't just Edgar. It was me. Like there was times where my tone was off or Mm -hmm. I, I thought I was supporting and I wasn't, I was doing opposite. And so, those were the biggest things, prayer and accountability partners to tell us what we were doing wrong and, t- and, and just fix it. Y'all ain't got no choice but to fix it. And so I spent a lot of time in my prayer closet um, praying just for uh, peace and praying for Edgar's heart and his mind to be at peace. And, mm-hmm. and, it, and that's still every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the hardest times, kind of looking back now, I think the hardest times hit when we weren't in prayer. Yeah. Yeah. I think you said three very key things for wives out there. Um, one, having a couple, like a mentor couple that holds you accountable together. Mm-hmm. Two, praying together. And three, praying over your husband. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think all of those things are really critical in keeping your marriage together. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, you know, even, even for our people that are not as spiritual as us, I mean, we all come from spiritual backgrounds. I think mm-hmm. the accountability partner, mm-hmm. just someone to tell you, yo, you're wrong. Yep. Because at the end of the day, where our, our emotions are heightened, we have feelings and our feelings are valid. Just mm-hmm. because I might be wrong doesn't mean my feeling wasn't valid. But I need someone to tell me, no, you probably could have said something. Uh, you could have said something different. Yep. Or that word that you used is triggering for him. And so you could have used a different word. Yep. Or for Edgar, you don't have to raise your voice because when you mm-hmm. raise your voice, that causes your wife to shut down. Mm-hmm. So certain things that we might know in the back of our head, but it mm-hmm. hits different when someone else is telling us exactly. about ourselves. Exactly. That's right. And, so, and they weren't even that. there to see the blowout. They're just yeah. hearing it as, as we're, you know, going through the story of what happened. Right. Yep. And they can already say, okay, this, I can see where it went wrong. Yep. Cause that's so, something that my husband and I go through a lot, like um, where I say something and then his friend says something to him, the, same, the thing. same thing. Yes. <laughs> and all of a sudden he like, Oh, you are right. And I'm like, I just said that. I know. You know? And he, he says the same thing about me, uh-huh. but yeah, it does hit different when somebody else says it. Yep. Because you're more sensitive when it's your spouse. Yep. Yep. So how or what has increased intimacy in your marriage? Like what are, are things that have brought you guys closer? Trials. I yeah. think. Yep. I think. And it sounds so crazy because people are like, okay, but who asked for problems? I really, truly think that trials bring us closer because mm-hmm. at the end of them, when we overcome them, not only are we giving glory to God because we are a spiritual family, mm-hmm. um, but we're also looking back like, okay, teammate, like we, we, we did this. Together. We got through it. We got through it. I mean, and that is something that we do with our marriage, with parenting. Like my husband is the best teammate I can ask for flaws and all. Aww. He is such, and my husband got flaws y'all. And I got hella flaws too. <laughs> Like we're, we're, we're two flawed individuals just trying to be one, which is hard. Well, since you brought up parenting, what impacts have kids had on your marriage? Okay. So, (laughs) 
Um, okay, so my husband came in with one, which is uh-huh. our my beautiful baby, Amaya. She's 13. Um, so we I started, I walked into this relationship with kids already. Yeah. Without my own kid, right? But um, you know, getting on seeing his parenting style with my parenting style and then trying to come together. Now I'm in the first couple of years of our marriage and, and, and dating, I was the quote unquote step parent. Right. And mm-hmm. so there was some boundaries that I had for myself that I was just kind of like, I probably shouldn't cross just off grip. Right. Um, but he was like, no, you're going to be in her life. Like you're, you are her, you're her mother. Mm-hmm. You need to, you need to, you need to do what you got to do as her mother, right? Mm-hmm. Discipline, like anything. And so um, we didn't really have much. I don't want to say like much of an impact. I think the most impact would be just time, balancing that time between yeah. us time and family time and children time. Um, but that would be the most impact in the beginning. Now I have my own child. Yeah. <laughs> and so... Um, the impact of our baby is again, time. I lose, I need to remind myself that my husband gave me my child (laughs) with God. No, seriously. Why is that? Because my husband came first and I can't Uh, put my son first. That's and I think it's hard as moms because we're such mama bears that it's like, no, I need to protect my children. Mm-hmm. I want to nurture my children, but I also have to nurture my marriage. Mm-hmm. And I think I can forget that sometimes. Mm. And it's easy to forget sometimes because I'm like, okay, but I'm doing other things, wifely things, right? Or motherly things that I'm thinking is feeding my marriage, but it's really not. Yeah. It's really depleting my marriage because I'm not feeding my husband's love language, which his love language is conversation and time. Mm. So the time where I'm ripping and running, doing mom things with my kid, that's not feeding him. Right. He like, forget them kids. I need you to come <laughs> home and sit on this couch with me, watch a movie or be yeah. in conversation or even yeah. just get in the bed and cuddle with me. Um, so I think that's probably the, the hardest impact that kids have is just taking that time away from your spouse. Understandably so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, thank you for your transparency. Absolutely. Um, and to close us out, what is one piece of advice that you would give to aspiring wives? Mm, aspiring wives. Um, probably you're never, you're not going to find the perfect man. Mm, that's there's real. no such, there's no such thing. Like if you have, a list and there's 10 things on that list that you want in a man, mm-hmm. you'll probably get five, maybe hopefully five, at least half. But I'm don't like, that's, that's an interesting number, but don't think you're going to get all of those checklists. Don't don't, Very you're true. not gonna, you're not gonna check every single box. And so for the aspiring wives, take what you, if there is going to be a perfect man for you, Right. But he's not going to be a perfect man. Right. And, your, and your man is going to be mirroring the things that you probably need to work on the most in yourself. And so it's going to try you. You said that man, Girl, that man is going to try you, right? <laughs> yes. Because there's things where I know I'm like, ooh, 
ooh, I know you placed this man in my life for a reason. Yeah. But it's working on me. Mm-hmm. The issues that I got, that I think I got with my man, they're really my own issues, mm-hmm. right? So I think that's one thing. And then when you do cross over to that, you know, seriously dating and then engage and then marry, if you're not spiritual, just make sure you get an accountability partner. You need someone that's going to say, no, girl, you tripping. Right. You do. I mean, and and if you are spiritual, pray, 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 pray. That's all I can say. It's just be in prayer for your husband, for your marriage, for your children, uh, for yourself. Because, I mean, there's moments of weakness in your marriage that you have as a wife that sometimes can kind of mess with your head and think that you want to check out or that the grass is greener on the other side. And we had a whole episode about that. The grass mm-hmm. is not always greener about mm-hmm. on the other side. So I think that would be my one piece of advice for sure. Great. Yes. Thank you. Oh my gosh, y'all. That was really dope. And I really appreciate you giving us a little bit of insight into your marriage and how everything started and how you became Mrs. Jones the good, the bad, the ups, the downs. I think it's really unique to hear um, these stories from the Dope Wise. And if you guys continue to listen in, you will get more of a series um, sprinkled here in the next couple of episodes of myself, Tamara, and maybe even we can get um, our super host, LaKendra, to come back so that we can get her story. It is great to hear these stories and see kind of how some of our stories parallel while we have so much in common. So look forward to that. So yes, right now we are going to what is pop, pop, popping in the press. And y'all, there are so many things going on. One thing I really want to talk about is the um, services for DMX. Oh my gosh. Did you guys um, tune into some of the amazing things that went on this past weekend for to, you know, just to memorialize DMX. The Rough Riders came out in droves. They actually shut down some of the streets in New York City in honor of him. His casket was um, paraded in a huge, one of those huge, like, um, gosh, I don't even know what to call it, but there was so many different, I mean, like the, the wheels on the truck were like seven feet tall, right? And so um, he was paraded through New York City and it was just a beautiful display of how much love and respect we have for, you know, the the founder, the, the Mr. Rough Rider, right? Um, also the tribute at his service was beautiful. Um, there was so many touching, wonderful moments from his kids, from his wife, uh, his his uh, fiance and from his ex-wife they had a wonderful moment so go back through some of your chats um, online and take a look at some of the wonderful things um, I gotta give a shout out to if you guys are not familiar there is an artist by um, that is under um, Erica Campbell's husband's label oh god what is her name her name is um, Lena uh, bird miles yes lena bird miles shout out to this sister she ministered at one of our women's events um at my church actually here in dallas texas and um, i fell in love with her she is such a gifted singer and she's on my block that's what erica campbell's husband's um label is she is on my block and when i tell y'all her and the choir brought the house 
down. Oh my God. It was just beautiful. So I just wanted to take a minute and pay tribute to the man, um, Mr. DMX, RIP. We loved you and we missed you. Um, your contribution to the rap game was historic. Um, you brought us some of the wonderful artists that we know and love, some of the women who launched um, Eve out of um, the Rough Rider camp. We just, we really appreciate you. Um, now, as you all know, this weekend also is the 93rd Academy Awards. And um, I'm feeling a little bit like Issa Rae, if you know what I'm talking about. There are some great films that we will be um, seeing that are, are nominated. Um, Best Picture, uh, I'm going for Judas and the Black Messiah. If y'all didn't see that, that was off the chain. Um, also, The Trial of the Chicago 7 is nominated. Best Actor, y'all. Chadwick Boseman is nominated for Ma Rainey, um, Black Bottom, and he did an amazing job, along with Best Actress Viola Davis, also nominated. Um, there's just, these categories are going to be tough. Now, some of the categories I did not, you know, I ain't see all of the films in, but usually what I do, if you like me, is after the awards, I look at all of the nominations, um, see who won, and then I try to make an effort for the rest of the year to check out some of the films that actually won. Um, if you saw the movie Soul, um, it's nominated for Best Animated Feature, along with like Over the Moon and Wolf Walker. Onward, my my daughter loves, loves Onward. So um, y'all, check it out. Um, I think it's coming on Sunday night. That's tonight. We record a day early so we can drop the episode on time just to give you a little background. But check out the 93rd Academy Awards. See your favorite actors, some of your favorite movies, and see who is going to be um, taking home that little gold man. Uh, Y'all, that's what's popping in the press. That's all we got. It's a lot of things going on, but uh, we got stuff to do. So we can't be hanging out with y'all all day. We can't spend our whole evening with y'all. Y'all done got some real good insight to um, one of our dope wives. And like I said, there's more coming. Hey, listen, everybody's story starts a different way. And everybody's story has a different uh, meaning for them. And as far as their journey is concerned, we all know uh, the ups and downs, the ins and outs, the tests and the trials are real. It's really good to know that we as dope wives can go on this journey together. We can share our stories. We can love on each other, give each other good, sound, sisterly advice, and we can grow. We can make sure that we do our part till death do us part. Ladies, thank you so much for hanging out with us. As you know, if you want to hit us up, all you got to do is hit us on 3dopewives at gmail.com or check us out on Dope Wife Nation. Make sure you join that group. It's always popping. Or on Facebook on 3, do at, uh, 3 Dope Wives. Our, all the social media platforms on 3 Dope Wives. We appreciate you so much. And uh, we out. Peace. This has been another episode of Three Dope Wives. Sis, we are so glad you took a minute to get real with us. Yep. Listen, I want you to know something. Every day a woman is married and a wife is made. Vows are exchanged and hopes arise. Mm -hmm. And every day a woman's dreams are crushed. Ush. Let me tell you, crushed. Crushed <laughs> by the yep. reality of what marriage really is. True. 
stay tuned with us and we will help you survive another day of this crazy 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 married life crazy married life i promise we will now if you would like to submit a question or a topic of discussion please send your request to three dope wives at gmail.com that's t-h-r-e-e dope wives at gmail.com and we'll see you again next time girl